0: My bed is a spaceship. The Pirates of the Milky Way. Chapter 2. The lettuce-shaped spaceship. Curtis sat outside the headmaster's office trembling. What was going to happen? Would his mum or grandpa be summoned to be told that Curtis was a terrible boy? He could imagine his mum's disappointed expression. The longer he waited the more nervous he became. It was strange because Curtis thought that he was brave. He could climb trees, go on roller coasters and even blast off to space on his bed. Yet awaiting his fate outside the headmaster's office was torture. A few minutes of waiting turned into 10 minutes and then 15. Curtis became so worked up that his mind raced, and he could hardly catch his breath. The door opened, and the huge eyes of Mr. Goldfish peered hard at him. The eyes sat behind thick glasses, which magnified them to a frightening degree. Enter Curtis, Mr. Goldfish instructed in his deep voice. Yes, sir, Curtis replied, but his legs would not work. He tried to get up, but failed. Are you coming? Yes, Curtis replied, but his legs would still not work. He noticed his headmaster's eyes spinning in their sockets. He tried yet again to get up, but gave up. His head filled with panic, and suddenly his eyes sprang a leak. I'm sorry, Curtis wailed. For about five minutes he could not stop crying. He did not know why and felt so embarrassed. Eventually he composed himself, wiped his snotty nose on his sleeve and stood up. Curtis felt much better despite sitting in front of the headmaster. To Curtis's surprise, Mr Goldfish asked how his mum was and if he had had a nice holiday. He did not tell Curtis off at all. Curtis, come with me, said Mr. Goldfish after a few minutes. He led him to the school library. The large room was stacked with books. Some were open on the desks, showing pictures and writing. However, the section on pirates was completely empty, and rabbit footprints led from the window to the bookcase, and then onto another window, "'On the other side of the room.' "'Any idea what happened here?' asked Mr Goldfish. "'No,' Curtis replied. "'Okay, thanks.' "'In fact, the last thing the headmaster told him amazed him the most. "'Oh, and Curtis,' he said, "'be nice to Mr Copernicus. And "'Be nice to Mr Copernicus. "'It's not easy being a teacher.' His eyes seemed to swim around behind his thick glasses. Curtis thought about this in the afternoon, while he was being driven home by his mum's friend. He had never had the idea that teaching could be difficult. He thought that being a pupil was the hard part. It was just as he turned into his road that something else dawned on him. He did not have his key. He searched and searched his pockets, but it was gone. Is everything okay? Tanya asked. Yes, Curtis lied. He exited the car and walked up to the door. He then pretended to unlock the front door. Tanya drove away and waved back at the same time. That was the third key he had lost in the last year. His mum was going to be really mad. Curtis sat outside his house as he was too nervous to ring the bell. Suddenly the back door opened and an old man wearing half-rimmed glasses and with a huge belly came out. He was carrying large plastic bags, which he had put into the huge bin. He was about to go back inside when he spied Curtis. Lost your key again? His grandpa Tub asked. Yes, Curtis salt. Better find it, or your mother will stop you watching TV again. As they went inside, Curtis started to tell Grandpa all about his school day. Grandpa Tub just smiled, and then gave Curtis a huge hug. We've all had those sorts of days, he replied. Probably better not to tell others about the spaceship thing if you can avoid it. Curtis did not mention Naomi Stinkbomb. He had a strange feeling about how he had treated her. It did not feel nice. Grandpa, is being an adult all about following rules and and being sensible? Why do you ask? Because that's what Mr. Copernicus told us. Grandpa Tub chuckled. (laughs) Yes, I suppose it is. It doesn't sound much fun. No, it often isn't. That's why it's important to enjoy being young. Curtis went up to his room and lay on his bed, which creaked as normal. He rolled over on his front and looked at the words, the mighty motion written on the duvet. He looked at the red button on the headboard and had the feeling that he and his mighty motion bed were about to have another adventure. He picked up his toys from the floor and placed them on his pillow. One toy was a stern-faced bear with a zip down his middle that he called First Officer Zip. The other was a huge hippopotamus with an enormous belly that he called Mr. Hippo. He grabbed his scroll of the galaxies, which was a rolled up piece of paper but the cleverest rolled up piece of paper in the universe he was about to start writing when the doorbell rang. He ran downstairs as his grandpa opened the door. Standing beneath him were his two friends, Lee and La, holding a small cardboard box. Hello, Grandpa Tub, said Lee and La in unison. Hello, Lee and La, said Grandpa Tub warmly. Grandpa Tub let them in, and as they ran up to Curtis, he put his hand in his pocket. He found something that surprised him. It was a key. Curtis's key. Whoops, he said to himself. and was about to tell Curtis when the children disappeared up the stairs. What, what a, a zooming, zooming bedroom, bedroom, said Lee and La in unison. They stared at the painted ceiling of stars and planets, and then at the mighty motion bed, with its buttons and levers on the headboard. Curtis was looking at the cardboard box his friend had brought with them. Are they... He began. Yep, yep. they replied. Nutty Neptune, Neptune, Muffin, Muffin, chocolate muffins. They opened the box, and the smell of chocolate and marshmallows was intense. Satin tastic, he exclaimed. We thought this would make you feel better, said La. We just made them, said Lee, giggling. Come on, show me this spaceship bed of yours, La suggested. They jumped on the bed and started eating their cakes. Don't touch any buttons. Said Curtis. Shame that you have to sit next to Stinkbum," said La. "That's rotten," said Lee. "I think she is lovely, and I don't know why you boys call her that." At that moment, a bunny jumped up onto the open window ledge and leapt onto the bed. He smiled at the bemused children, and then grasped in his mouth Curtis's book about a three-eyed pirate. The bunny smiled while still holding the book tightly in its jaws to show off its sabre teeth. It jumped out of the window and then onto what looked like a giant metal lettuce, which was sitting on Curtis's back lawn. Lee and La were open-mouthed. Did you see that? said Grandpa Tub bursting into his room. The three children were still staring out of the window. There were thousands of bunnies, each with pirate books on the leaves of the plant. Suddenly, the lattice rose into the sky and zoomed off into space. Follow that spaceship, Grandpa Tub told Curtis. Satin-tastic, Grandpa, said Curtis. He went over to the headboard and pressed the red button. Da-da, da-da, da-da. He watched the expressions of disbelief grow on Lee and Lars' face as the bed levitated into the air and engines grew out from its side. Panels of switches and levers spun into sight. The two toys sprang into life and saluted. Reporting Yamalee for action, said Mr. Hippo. Indeed, ready for takeoff, Captain Curtis, said First Officer Zip. He held on to the scroll of the galaxies. It had eyes on the top, a map of the solar system in the middle, and a computer generated mouth below. The wall sprang open like a door as Mr. Hippo and First Officer Zip pulled levers and pressed buttons. Fancy a trip into space? Curtis asked lee and La. Oh, yes, they replied. Grandpa, do you want to come? Pickling Pickles better head, he said, and climbed onto the Mighty Motion duvet. Versal, Curtis exclaimed. The Mighty Motion sideswept out of the room and rose into the sky. Interlaced patterns of a force field appeared around the bed and they zoomed off into space after the saber-tooth bunny.